Glenn Morgan, the best conservative activist in Washington State, WeTheGoverned.com, joins us. Glenn, welcome back to the program. Todd, it's always so good to be here. Thank you for having me on the air. Let me start with this. There is fraud and then there's legal fraud. And you heard Senator Braun. And first of all, I hope that didn't hurt your feelings that Senator Braun had communicated that people who talk about election integrity um, are losers and extremists. If so, let me just apologize. Are you OK? I mean, are, did that hurt you? <laughs> no, 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 no. In fact, I, I have uh, recently had conversations with him about that, uh, about this whole topic. And I you know, I feel like I have to spend some time, uh, you know, just educating some people about what, what we're actually finding, you know. Right. And I want to get into what we're finding. But let's talk about as well the environment for fraud. This is on the other end of the spectrum. Senator Doug Erickson, Glenn, I want you to hear this as we launch into our conversation. This is what Senator Doug Erickson pointed out in the way of what is, to me, legal fraud. It's a legal way to steal an election. So in today's vote by mail, same day registration, move your voter registration to targeted districts. Let me give you a quick example of how it's gotten worse. Here in Washington state now, people in downtown Seattle can transfer their voter registration to a targeted legislative race in a swing district just to vote. And they can make up an address. They can fraudulently go in there and say, I'm living at this address, move their registration a couple days before the election to the targeted place where they want to be able to vote. It's just crazy. It has to be like eight days before. I mean, let me be accurate. So for you can do it electronically, I believe, like eight days before the election, after eight, eight person to move your voter registration. So the wow. Democrats, right, I believe, are doing this in Washington state to, to move their army of people out of downtown Seattle, where they probably got a pretty good stranglehold in Frank Shop's district still, right? And they can move those people, a couple thousand here, a couple hundred there. You know, um, you can turn in a legislative election with a 500 vote. Glenn, I view that as as legal, a legal way to steal elections. Is there another way to view it? No, and I mean, you're absolutely right. I've actually used that example. And when I've spoken in front of groups and said, I could get a couple million of my best friends in Texas, Idaho, Montana, and elsewhere and have them declare residency here for a couple months uh, next October and flip the entire Washington state legislature pretty easily. And they can decide to go back home when the rains start. So what is the state of election integrity as you see it, Glenn? I mean, when you when you decide to study something, you study it pretty in depth. Um, how do you view election integrity in Washington state? Then we'll talk about the series of of training sessions and discussions you're having around the state to help teach activists how to help secure elections. But what is the what is the state of things here? Well, I mean, I, we, we definitely have some issues, and the problems that we have, you know, they tend to be broken in one of two categories. Either one is the concerns and issues related to machines and potential manipulation of machines. But what I spend most of my time on, where I think, because I think we're proving a lot more information, is the basically faulty voter rolls or stuffed voter rolls or crusty voter rolls, depending on what you want to say, where um, there, we think there's a lot of manipulation over there. So explain that to my audience, the the manipulation of the voter rolls. And then knowing you, you're the guy who <laughs> went through and I don't know how many Democrats you forced to stand before the Public Disclosure Commission for breaking election security laws. And, and, if, and if anyone had been brave enough, any attorney brave enough to take on Sideshow Bob, you would have won a case against him, Bob Ferguson, the so-called attorney general, who was going out and apparently committing campaign finance felonies. So describe the problem with the voter rolls and then how you are showing people what we just as citizens can do so it basically is broken down to this the voter rolls 
are filled with um, people who have moved, don't live there anymore, and yet somehow, even though by their own admission they're gone, they haven't haven't lived there sometimes for many years, somehow their ballots are being voted. Whether it's actually that person or somebody else getting the ballot, we don't know yet, but they're being voted. Uh, There's also uh, addresses and voters that are so-called voters, but they're on the voter rolls, but they don't seem to exist. And uh, and somehow they're able to vote, or at least that ballot's able to be voted. And um, also you have things like where people are able to vote simultaneously in multiple states. Uh, sometimes they're able to vote more than once in our state. Um, and uh, there's a lot of problems like that that we find. And there's also low propensity voters, people are less who are le- unlikely to vote. And uh, somehow their ballot gets voted whether or not they had anything to do with that. And these are just some of the basic ideas and issues that we're finding, you know, not including the, you know, voting after death. There should be less, uh, more to life after, after <laughs> death than just voting. <laughs> but, um, you know, so basic things like that. Okay. So basic things like that you spoke of, and, and I asked John Braun, we, we opened this segment with the words from Senator Braun that's a loser's game and, and, and give up and don't talk about election integrity. Talk about, uh, as he said, the big winning issue is properly funding the schools. Cause I know Republicans are hot for that. That's, we need, we need more money for the schools. Um, so I asked him what, what has changed? Cause I asked him if he agreed that Dina Rossi had the election stolen from him and he kind of got there and asked him what, what's changed since then? And he, oh, I'm not an expert. Well, no, what's changed? So Glenn, I remember in when Dina Rossi, when Chris Gregoire and Dean Logan, the guy who ran the elections, when they stole that election from Rossi on the third count, everybody knows it was stolen. Dina Rossi says it was stolen. It was stolen. When they did that, they discovered these ballots in someone's car. But then they also had this instance where I think it was like 750 people in a very tight election all had an address, which turned out to be the King County Administration Building. At least that building exists. Glenn, are you saying there are people who have registered to vote, had their votes counted uh, with addresses that really there's no building? There's nothing there. There's no such address. Sure. Now, I'm going to point out that in our domicile definitions, and I think Senator Erickson hinted at that earlier, um, yeah, you're going to have people that isn't actually illegal. Now, the question, though, that comes up is how do they get those ballots? I'd certainly like to know that. Or how does anybody get those ballots? Because <laughs> the post office can't deliver them, right? Wait a minute. I want to make sure I understand this. So it's legal for me to take like a a lot of land in Black Diamond and say this is one seven one seven Todd Herman Show Lane, and register that, and then someone votes that, but the post office could never get a ballot there because it's not that. It's a vacant. It's it's vacant land in Black Diamond. Wash. They can do that. They can do that, yeah. And the, what I don't know really is how they get their ballot because, um, you know, if, if there's no way to mail it there, how exactly how do they get it? It gets sorted by in the machines at the post office, you know, the, and then it just gets dumped into a bin. But exactly who, how does it, how do they get that ballot and get it mailed in? <laughs> you know, oh, see, so just, it's. Just, just think, of a, think of a homeless camp, you know, think of a homeless camp yeah. somewhere or. Uh, you know, essentially, that's what it is. Now, what they'll oftentimes do is, and so we, we look at things like that. We, we look at things, um, you know, uh, basically where these homeless camp folk would be registered at a nonprofit somewhere so that the nonprofit would get all their ballots. 
And, uh, you know, you, you look at things like that and do they actually get to the people who are there, you know? Okay. Let's continue with how we, the citizens can help police some of this stuff. Glenn Morgan's with us. We, the quick reminder, uh, Jason Rance landed the big one. Uh, he will be speaking tomorrow on his program, 3 PM on this radio station with president Donald John Trump and encore presentation of that in Jason's third hour, 5 30 PM tomorrow. Absolutely absolute the result of obsessive hard work by Jason Rance and just join me in congratulating him. This is a very, very big deal. Glenn Morgan is with us, best conservative activist in Washington state, talking about the state of play of election integrity here, which doesn't exist. Uh, when, when, when the ballot can't get to the person, but somehow a person voted and you've just heard what Glenn said. Glenn, you're doing a series of workshops, um, around the state. In fact, you're coming to my neck of the woods in, um, in Post Falls, Idaho, uh, which is not in Washington, by the way. Uh, and I'm glad that you, you told me you're coming because I've cleared, I've cleared the border for you. So you, you won't have to show your papers. You can come to America, Glenn. It's good. We'll talk about that event. There are things that people can do or you wouldn't be talking about this. You wouldn't be going around and teaching about it. So how can people help improve the situation with voter integrity in Washington state? Well, what we decided to do is we're, we're cleaning up the voter rolls. And uh, it's kind of a first step in this process because you have to deal with denial, which is that none of there are no problems to see here. And um, we... <laughs> So one of the things that we've done is that, you know, they, essentially fraud doesn't matter if it's just so small that it, it's only, you know, it's only a couple little, you know, if there's, if there's a margin of victory of 2,000 votes and you, there's three people that have committed fraud, it doesn't make an impact on the outcome. But if the fraud exceeds the margin of victory in a given area, then it's a big deal. And so what we've been demonstrating, and I'll give an example real quick in Skagit County by doorbelling in the 10th Ledge District, we have doorbelled that teams of volunteers have gone out and doorbelled. And they have found out they have found over uh, about twelve hundred. Um, they, they're calling them anomalies, but essentially they're just people that don't li- haven't lived there in a long time. Nobody knows who they are. Nobody knows how they got their ballot. Um, they might have been dead. Whatever it was, that margin is more than the margin of victory in two legislative uh, races there and a judge race. So, so it's a significant- so wait, 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 wait. Slow down. Rewind. What did you just say? <laughs> the margin of, quote, error was larger than what? Larger than the margin of victory in the two legislative races, uh, one of which was won by a Democrat, one of which was won by a Republican, and then the margin of victory in a um, Superior Court judge race there. <laughs> it is only in election integrity. Where the the powers that be say, oh, yeah, people tried to steal it, but they didn't have enough votes, and, and then we'll care. But you just provided three instances where the margin of, quote, error, which is also known as stealing and fraud and theft, exceeded the margin of victory. And um, when you came with this information and you took it to Sideshow Bob Ferguson, the part-time attorney general of Washington State, um, how swiftly did he act upon this? Oh, well, the, yeah, he doesn't care. Um, you know, <laughs> the, what we, what we are going to do with it is we're taking that data and we're going to be basically running it through the official process, which is that you, 
uh, have the auditor, there's a legal process where they have to contact these, these mystery people three different times, and then they can remove them from the roles. Or essentially, they shift them over to what's called the inactive role. But it begins the process of removing them from the pro- – and it's not that easy. I mean, one of the things that, you know, when you're finding situations like this, it'd be nice if it was a little bit easier to clean up the roles. But um, but it isn't, and so that's what we're we're dealing with it right now. And largely, this is just helping us document what's what's actually going on out there. You know, it isn't. Um, you know, we're we're finding, and the way we find this, by the way, is it's not a secret, and it's just that we use what's called the National Change of Address Update uh, uh, System uh, reports from the Postal Office, and then the Master Death List from the Social Security Administration, and then that gives us a list of doorbells. It's not always accurate because uh, bureaucracies are incompetent at all levels of government, and so you can't trust the reports they give you. You have to go out and ask the doorbell in the field and find out what's there. And uh, and the addresses, based on the list that we create, 45 65% of the addresses that we go to have significant problems, uh, oftentimes allowing us to then basically target those addresses to, to remove what appears to be you know no longer valid voters on the voter rolls. A Republican is not one. Uh, the governor's seat since mail-in voting was launched, all mail-in, com- compulsory mail-in voting in Washington state. That, that, that's, that's remarkable. And yes, Washington state has become a, a, a state owned by Seattle King County, Pierce County. And here's another human dynamic. I, I, I beg you to understand this. Not this audience, not Glenn, not me. The average human being wants to be on the winning side. That's why people switch sports teams. Uh, my team's not doing well. Well, let's see. Oh, you know what? I used to be a, a fan of this team, so uh, the Niners aren't that bad. So I'll become a fan of this team. People want to be on the winning side because it makes them feel good. When you have the party threatening and, in fact, not even threatening, destroying businesses and people who are not on their side, people find all sorts of psychological ways to say, well, really, I do want communism. So it is the effect of stealing the Rossi election, stealing that on behalf of Chris Gregoire. She's Chris when she's in office, Christine when she's running. Had the effect of saying, oh, okay, there's a landslide here. I need to be on the winning side. So, Glenn, you have an event coming up in America uh, across the border from Washington State, Post Falls. Tell people about that, what they can expect, how they can get there, and, and how much money they have to hand you. Um, so it'll be on October 9th, and yeah. uh, that's going to be a, a Saturday in Post Falls, Idaho, at the Greyhound uh, Event Center and uh, from 1 to 4. And we're going to be doing some presentations. Uh, we've done three, two of these before. This will be our third one that we've done, focused mainly on Washington State, although at the, that particular event we're also going to talk about what we're finding in Idaho and other states as well. And what we try to do is at each one of these events, we bring new whistleblowers forward to also talk about what they found in the field. So, for example, they'll find things like uh, we had a Department of Licensing employee in our Skagit County event a few weeks ago who got up and testified 19 years working in the Department of Licensing, how she regularly was required to sign up people who are not U.S. citizens um, uh, for as, as voters. Uh, registered to vote, even when they told her they knew they couldn't vote and they didn't want to vote, and they told her not to sign them up, her supervisors would tell her that they're going to sign them up anyway. And so oh. we're just trying to bring whistleblowers forward at each one of these events, new ones, so that every time somebody tries to, uh, pretend like there's nothing to see there. It just adds another level of 
documentation as to what's actually going on. Okay, you just answered a major question for me. Um, and Glenn Morgan's with us, wethegovern.com, this event coming up in Post Falls over here in America. Um, love to love to see you there. I may drop by that event if I could work that out. I would love to drop by and just listen and, and see Glenn and see you guys. Um, I, I'm, I've had listener after listener. In fact, my wife uh, brought up the fact that she has a friend who had an exchange student living in her home, I think from Japan, that exchange student got a ballot. And of course, she's the, the exchange student said, oh my gosh, I can't vote in an American election. I'm a Japanese citizen. I had listener after listener, probably six, seven listeners send me you know, uh, uh, photos of ballots their exchange students received. One of the students had gone back to Italy and and they could have forwarded that ballot to someone who does is not an American citizen, never has been, lives in Italy, or just called them and said, hey, how do you want me to vote this for you? So, Glenn, how do people get the specifics uh, on this event to hear from these whistleblowers, to hear from you, uh, this event coming up on the 9th? Well, uh, they can – I would even Google it. There's, there's uh, Facebook okay. posts out there in Spokane. But uh, I would say just come on to the event if you can. We're going to be uh, – we expect a pretty big turnout. Uh, right. The first event like this that we had in Sohomish, we had to turn away 700 people at the door. Uh, wow. We filled the room, building. So there's a lot right. of people who care. All right. Uh, Saturday, October 9th, 1 o'clock. The Greyhound Center is just across the border into America. You'll love America. It's a beautiful place. Uh, Glenn Morgan and the team. Glenn, I always appreciate you coming on the show. WeTheGovern.com. Go with God's good grace and get those kids to school, my friend. Okay, Todd. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. Todd Herman's show will continue.